Hey everybody, it's your local psychologist here, Psych Chrissy. Welcome to the Well AF podcast where all of your health and wellness is delivered in a no BS manner. Before you wreck yourself, yeah. come on, check yourself before you wreck yourself. Cause shotgun bullets are bad for your health. Good evening everybody, it is Psych Chrissy here for your Tuesday night dose of Life Crusher Live, all of your favourite psychology content delivered by your crazy local psychologist. (laughs) I don't know what else to call myself really. (laughs) So if you are here tonight, give me a wave, give me a like, give me a share. I love to know when you guys are here watching my content because tonight... I've got a doozy for you all. I'm going to talk about different types of stress. Believe it or not, there are actually different types of stress. So I'm going to tell you guys all about it tonight. Hey Dave, welcome to the broadcast. Um, I'm going to tell you all about it tonight and I'm going to tell you the difference between the two. Um, And I'm also going to share some insights into what you should be doing to manage those different types of stress because we all get it. We all get stressed, don't we? Um, I'm sure there's many people out there that are thinking, absolutely, Psych Chrissy, you know, what are these different types of stress and what the heck do I do about it? (laughs) So I'm going to tell you all about it tonight, guys. I'm going to tell you the different types and some different ways, obviously, of thinking about stress and how to better better manage that. So feel free to to chop in your comments, um, add some any additional insights, ask me any questions, um, you know, because I love it when you guys engage in my content. So let's crack into it. Let's talk about the different types of stress. So I've got to do some spelling tonight, guys, for you to just understand what the different types of stresses are uh, because it's a bit weird, the spelling, but it might just help you understand what I'm talking about here. So basically, we've got distress. So distress, basically, D-I-S-T-R-E-S-S, distress. And then we have eustress. So E-U-S-T-R-E-S-S. And in fact, both of the experiences of stress are very, very different. And I'm going to tell you why they're different in a moment. So if we take the word eustress, a little bit like a European trip, but not quite EU. <laughs> um, but eustress is actually what we would frame up in psychology land as being good stress. And you're probably sitting there thinking, how could any stress be good stress? But in fact, it is actually good to be stressed in some circumstances. So when we think about beneficial or good stress, what we know about this type of stress is that stress doesn't always have to be a bad thing for us. It can actually motivate us to do something different. So a good level of stress can actually motivate us to potentially change different habits, to do something different. Um, You stress in a, in a sense, is stress that energizes us. It makes us rethink, you know, what we're doing and whether we need to do something different. Um, eustress is oft, often short term. Um, it can actually improve our performance when we experience it in moderate doses. And actually, when we think about eustress, um, we often have the belief about the stress that we're, that we're experiencing 
is that it's something that we can handle. So it's not overly, you know, overwhelming, which I'm going to talk to you guys about distress because that's a totally different experience. But gen generally, we feel a level of discomfort. Um, it's not necessarily overwhelming, but it's just forcing us to take some alternative action. Now, some good examples of this could be healthy lifestyle habits, for example. We've all got bad habits, don't we? We've all got these things that itch at us and, you know, cause us a little bit of anxiety and force us to think, yes, I really need to get on to that. I'm not happy with A, B and C. It could be diet, could be exercise. It just could be certain things that we're managing in our lifestyle that we're not overly happy with. But it's not beating down on us. It's not causing us a whole lot of, you know, overwhelm. It's not causing us to feel like it's not something that we can actually get on top of. And as a result, we go, right, let's take some action, let's do something different here, and let's make some changes to our life, whether it be healthy lifestyle, whether it be diet, whether it be exercise, whatever it might be. So often in life, if you have been able to identify a stressor or a difficulty that you're having, and you've been able to respond to that stressor in a reasonably well-balanced way and maybe make some changes, then possibly you've been encountering stress. All right. So it's, it's, it's not too little because if we have too little stress in our life, we actually don't make any changes. You know, we actually often don't even think that we need to do anything about it at all. And that's not necessarily a good thing, particularly if it's something that is creating some sense of discomfort in our life that we really should be doing something about. I would probably call that denial, to be honest. <laughs> like if there's something that's nagging at us and causing us some level of, <clears throat> I don't know, um, frustration or um, some level of inconvenience in our life, but we choose to ignore it, I would probably call that denial. <laughs> but it's not. You stress is about recognizing that there is something that we need to change and actually taking actions to achieve that. But our belief about that level of stress is that we're coping, we're good, we're all fine. There's just some things that we need to change. All right. So that's you stress. Let's talk about distress. All right, because distress is a whole nother kettle of fish. All right, it is definitely different to the experience of eustress, and I'm going to tell you how. So, distress is often very, very unpleasant. It's super uncomfortable. Um, it depletes energy and motivation. So, it actually taps from us in ways that are not necessarily positive, okay? It can be short or long-term as opposed to you stress that's often quite short-term. Um, distress actually decreases our overall performance. So it's, it's almost like we've tapped out on the overwhelm. It's very difficult to manage. And as a result, it's impacting on, on us in very negative ways. And it's not driving performance in any way, shape or form. In fact, it's actually having the opposite effect. You know, so a lot of people out there might be going, oh, you know, I can remember times in my life where I should have been taking actions. I should have been doing things differently in my life or I should have been motivated to make changes. But for some reason, it just wasn't happening. And I was sitting around, I was doing nothing, I was avoiding things, I was making a rod from my own back, and why was I actually doing that? It was because probably that your experience of distress was actually past a point, 
past an optimal level, okay, where it actually started having the, a counter effect where we were not able to actually motivate ourselves to do something different. And in fact, often our belief about this type of stress is that it's too hard, it's difficult to manage, and we are effectively not coping with that experience. So distress and use stress are very, very different experiences of stress. Um, and the difference is that we all need a little bit of use stress in our life to motivate us to do something different. And we do really need to manage distress because that has a counter effect and that actually affects us negatively um, and in unhelpful ways. So what do we do about this, guys? You know, how do we, I suppose, get ourselves into a position where we're encountering you stress and it's propelling us forward to make changes in our life, but we're avoiding high levels of distress because what we know is that just pretty much saps our energy, demotivates us, um, doesn't help us to make changes whatsoever. So I read, I read this nice little quote um, and I think that it really does provide a nice summary of how we need to do stress differently. And the quote was, it's not stress that kills us, it's the reaction to stress. So the way that you're responding to your stress experience will dictate whether it's going to be a you stress experience or whether it's going to be a distress experience. So if you experience a level of discomfort that's quite stressful and you get really catastrophic about it and you start stressing out and you start telling yourself that you can't cope and this is a major drama and you're not going to be able to deal with it and you've got no solutions, guess what? You are going to intensify your stress experience to a level that is unmanageable and it makes it a hell of a lot more difficult to manage that um, and it makes it a, a lot more difficult to put strategies in place to manage it. Whereas if you experience a stress response and you go, whoa, okay, this doesn't feel great, however, I got this. There are some things that I can do to manage this stress reaction that doesn't necessarily have to make it big, bad, ugly, mean, terrible, the end of the world. And there's some things that I can actually put in place to make sure that I'm able to move forward. So you choose, guys. You know, sometimes our, um, our reaction to stress can be very, very quick. So don't get me wrong. You know, sometimes you might feel like it's so quick and so impulsive and reactive that you don't have a lot of time to manage that response. You know, and that can be difficult. It can be you you know, stepping away from that, being able to calm yourself down and then get some rational thought going. Because when we um, are elevated and having a strong emotional reaction to something, our brain shuts down. Our ability to think in a really rational man manner is heavily compromised. So, <clears throat> you know, our reaction to stress is really important. What we do in that stressful moment is also really important. It's important to recognize that you know, we are having a stress reaction in our body. We need to acknowledge that, um, take steps to regulate it, whether it's we remove ourselves from that stressful situation. Take a deep breath. You know, you would be so surprised at how much just re-regulating the breathing pattern and slowing that down can reverse the, the physiolo physiological, I'm getting my words tied, the physiological stress reaction in our bodies because stress is actually held a lot 
physiologically our, our breathing speeds up, our heart rate speeds up, um, our cortisol hormones increase. You know, we have all of these physical effects related to stress and we can counter that just by slowing the breathing pattern down. And that's why, you know, meditation and breathing exercises and all of those things that are really good for us, um, <clears throat> If we can do that in a maintenance sort of way, if we could do that every day, it can actually prevent our stress levels from even getting to that point in the first place and give us a lot more leg room in terms of reactivity, okay? Because we're getting that stress level down in a proactive way rather than letting it build up and then we just go raw and then we don't know where to go and we're having all of these really strong stress reactions and we're stuck in distress mode. So prevention is probably better than I suppose, trying to regulate that in the moment. So if you can engage in stress reduction, reduction practices, and it doesn't have to be meditation every day, it doesn't have to be, you know, breathing exercises every day, but even just, you know, engaging in pleasurable activities or self-care, making time for yourself, taking some time out, you know, making sure that you're, you've got, you know, good morning routines, you're eating healthy, you're drinking enough water. I've been listening to my old mate, Alex Sharfin, and, you know, he talks about how much hydration plays a role in being able to regulate our stress levels in our body. Because as you know, um, or you may not know, but, you know, one of his big things is that the first place that hydrates when we drink water is our brain. So if we're dehydrated, our brain's not getting enough fluid, then obviously we start to think about things in a different way. We're much more depleted. We don't have a lot um, of capacity left in our thinking. So it can get very, very difficult to even manage rational thought or to think straight when our brain doesn't have enough hydration. So even, you know, and I actually, I made a commitment and I've fallen off the wagon a little bit today. I've got to admit guys, um, but my mineral water, this is my, I can drink so much more mineral water than I can flat water. Don't ask me why. Um, something about the carbonation, but um, I've been trying to commit to two bottles of this a day. Now, today's the first day I've actually fallen off the wagon, probably in about seven days, but I'm going to try and get as much hydration in as I possibly can because, you know, when you work in stressful environments or you've got a lot going on and you've got a lot to do and the to-do list never ends, you know, one of the most basic things that I can do is just make sure that I'm getting that level of hyperhydration in so that I can reverse the effects of cortisol and the physiolo physiology that goes on in my body as a result of probably experiencing quite high levels of you I call it you stress because I don't um I don't you know I don't experience um I suppose what is it like dysfunction as a result of the stress I'm able to still function well and I suppose effectively guys that's what you're aiming for so apparently water um has massive effects on physiological responses to stress so at a minimum, if you can just commit to drinking more water, breathing slower every day, boom, bam, bing, you've almost got like an, an instant way of managing stress that you don't even really need to work hard for. Um, but just remember, you know, you could put a sticky note on your computer or, you know, you can just um, fill up your water bottle more frequently or, you know, um, just remember to take some more deep breaths throughout the day easy stuff doesn't have to be really complicated and you don't have to map out a you know a whole self care plan to be able to do some of this stuff so 
All right, guys, I really do hope that's been helpful. I haven't been able to see any comments. Facebook's playing up on me tonight, and I didn't use my app, naughty me. Um, but, yeah, obviously, I will have a check and see where there is anyone that's got to say anything to say about you stress and de-stress. And I would love to know what commitments that you're going to make moving forward to be able to try and reduce your stress levels based on some of the really cool tips and tricks that I've shared with you guys tonight. So there we go. I hope it's been helpful. I'll get to your comments if there are some, I'm sure there are. And um, I'll see you all next week. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Well AF podcast. If you love listening to Psych Chrissy, please share and subscribe to my podcast or catch all the action on the Infinity Wellness page on Facebook at Infinity Wellness Centre.